Hello and welcome to another episode of Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. Uh, we've, de- we've decided against jingles. Well, we've decided against jingles by the end of the podcast. So throughout the podcast, you will hear Kai trying to make many jingles happen that are not going to be allowed to happen. I'm sorry they're there. There's nothing we can do. He tried. Look, it's, really look it's a democracy. And we've had one vote each. I voted for jingles. He voted yeah. against jingles. Yeah. So, so it's over to you to decide. Uh, we play that. We talk a lot of shit on this episodes, um, just well, about the gigs that we've done and how classy we are now that we eat Michelin star food, and then we proceed to get a whole bunch of science, mostly wrong. I think. I mean, I've, I've read all of this information from New Scientist. Man. I, I believe that you read it. What it's, I don't believe is that you absorbed it and passed it on with one hundred percent accuracy. I, but that's the whole point in the bit, right? Okay. Kai, the science guy, which doesn't have a jingle, even though it deserves a jingle. There's a new section of the podcast. If you're one of our Patreon subscribers, thank you very much for the money that you constantly give us. We do appreciate it. We 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 appreciate you the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we've still not changed the studio yet, but it's it's happening. It will happen. Just, you know, keep watching this space. But only only when the rest of these guys get on board. Yeah, it's 100% of you. Otherwise, Uh, we're just spending it on drugs. You know the rules. (laughs) (laughs) Until we get 100% conversion into Patreon, Uh, then we're we're just going to be irresponsible with it. Look, we did on the last episode, we spent our Patreon money on booze. We did. And give them an excellent drunk podcast. Aye, which was much funnier than the sober one we just did. Oh, the hungover one that you losers get. Aye. Enjoy the podcast, guys. Thanks for being here. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins, straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head that makes you laugh. <laughs> they said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? Uh, we kind of touched on it. Last week, well, on the Patreon, when we were talking about the dog fiasco. Yes. Um, but I was on my way to... Very well-received podcast, by the way. Was it? Yeah, a lot of a lot of people said that. Well, listen to that, nice. you fucking cheap cunts who are listening to this free episode. You hear that? You hear that? You hear how good our episodes are that you can't afford, you fucking tight they, wankers? They get the drunk episode, you'll get the hungover one. I oh, enjoy this, you losers. Anyway, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for choosing thanks us for ahead of the many yeah. other podcasts you could choose. Well, um, I'm sure you... But, but you don't really choose us ahead of them. I'm sure you listen to lots... I'm sure we're... No. Are we in a polyamorous <laughs> relationship with our listeners? Yeah. There's no way we're the one podcast. Because I don't go around doing other podcasts. I kind of do. You know, we all do. <laughs> we yeah, all yeah. Do. yeah, that is. I was on Have A Word three weeks ago. I can't. Uh, I feel like they listen to more other podcasts than I go on other podcasts. So I feel like this is a disjointed open relationship. I, I, do, feel, ho- I do. I feel ho- like I'm the, I'm the man and you're the hot woman <laughs> in this relationship. I was talking to the listener, not you. Aye. Well, hey... <laughs> <laughs> would you would you be happy with that if I was like I'm the man and you're the hot woman? Um, would you not feel degraded because I called you a woman? <laughs> no, because I don't think it's degrading to be a woman. <laughs> it's um, it's what I find about this is it's degrading to be um, to be told you're something that you're not. Aye. So it's not in that situation. It's not about oh, being a woman so bad that it would be terrible. Mm. It's like if you said it were a woman, you're like a bloke. That's also degrading for them because it's not what they are. Uh-huh. Unless they are, and then they're like, Fin finally, somebody noticed me. Jeez, I've been wearing jeans for years now. I can't mm. believe you've finally. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I feel jeans. seen. 
So anyway, on the on the drunk podcast you brought up. No, no, we were talking about the dog fiasco. I was on my way to uh, take um, uh, my son swimming because he's got to learn how to swim so that he's not scared of water, so that he's not one of those fucking losers that holds his nose when he goes down a flume. Uh, and I've, I've spent some time with your son and he does breaststroke with his lips. <laughs> he does at the moment, he is. Uh, how can you drown when you're motorboating all the time? <laughs> um, so, like, the first week we go... Kara uh, goes in the water with him first, like we, but we, before we take him to a pool by ourselves, and we're like, look, we'll just we'll take him into a pool for the first time together, and then we'll go take him in classes with like other kids and stuff. Um, and it's great. We dunk him into the water. It's the first time to Kara. I'm like, it's the one thing. Where I'm like, it's it. I know it's gonna suck, but you have to do it constantly and regularly just to normalise it. He can't be a, he can't be scared of water. Right, mm. you dunk him in, you lift him out, you go, yay! And he fucking and and that just. And by is, the time he's three years old, he doesn't remember a time when he couldn't go into the water. And it, yeah, and he's not scared, and it's just so easy. And that's why when when they're young, you put them on roller coasters as soon as you can, right? You put them on anything fast, <laughs> just on a pair of stilts. Absolutely, uh, no, 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 on my do. shoulders and with the hoodie up. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not fucking idiots. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's it's the same thing, like, so, uh, sorry to go off topic a little bit, but you know the podcast. The other day, when, I, when we were in Sweden together, Kara was having a fucking nightmare because there was a spider in the bathroom, right? Oh, yeah. And there was nothing she could do, it apart first, from... It was the first thing she told me when we got back. Yeah. Because she thought she'd killed it. Yeah. But then, like, it was just like the Terminator, like one red eyeball hanging out and fucking. It's because she can't. I'm like, I'm like, just put something over top of it. Get a giant wad of kitchen roll, right, and just smash down on top of it. Go just put some wellies on. Put some wellies on and just fucking go down. Hazmat suit. Yeah, do whatever it as you can. Or do just it. just learn a little bit about the ecosystem of Scotland. That that's not going to do you any harm. Right. Well, all, look, these all. are all you're applying logic to an illogical fear. Like yeah. it's just practice stoicism. <laughs> I mean, I can't even tell her to do that. I I practiced stoicism for like two weeks, and I was like, God, this is boring. <laughs> I don't argue with anyone anymore. I really like the principle of it, the get between um, emotion and action, so you're not being reactive. Ah, you, you feel the emotion, oh, there's a spider, and your instant reaction is to be like, ah, there's a spider, ah. Oh, no, but no. you can go... How about I don't do that? Well, she that she so she to, in her defence she does do this. She does yeah. she doesn't scream. She doesn't fucking run away because I've always said to her I'm like you can't pass this fear on to Caelan, Obviously, yeah. you've got to. So she does. She'll be composed. But when he's in the other room sleeping, she can freak out to herself and um she's having a fucking terrible time. Anyway, so my whole point is you don't want to pass on fears. I want to have a son that's able to do well not just a, a child that's able to do anything. He's not held back by fears. She takes him into the pool first time. And it's her and all the other mums. Ah, and it's great. You just watch them dunking them and, and like singing songs and like getting them used to the war. And it's great. You watch them go around for 30 minutes. It's very adorable. It's very fulfilling. Right? Last week was my go. I was dead excited, Kai. I was very excited to take my son swimming. Um, my dumbass, just because the week before, Cara was going in, she's the mum, and the pool was filled with other mums. Yeah. So my dumbass goes, I'm in the pool this week. It'll obviously be all the other dads. Whereas, what did you think everyone was going to have the same thought process where they were like, right, switcheroo? Well, I guess I just forgot that other people have real jobs. Yeah. Like, real. Like, so in my it's head, it's I'm all like, the mothers who are still on mat leave. Yeah, yes. Aye. So it's all the, yeah, the mothers with like their, their mums or their friends that have come along to just watch it. Or, or, you know, plenty of mothers that are just there by themselves for the lessons. And then just, just me, the only dad. 
Aye. Aye, only down a pool from my mum's. I just, I can't get out. And, <laughs> got a, got a and we were late. Uh, where? Aye, late to class. Took the wrong turn off. And you were rescuing a dog? Uh, well, that's one of the reasons why we were also late, because we were rescuing a dog. Rescuing a dog. Well, I mean, I was near you while you rescued. <laughs> uh, like, and also, I was still, I was very up for the dog just being left to die, because I was like, that's a stupid dog. You were running that dog into the road. Aye, aye. Well, no, no, the dog's running itself into the road. Like, aye. it's, you know, any dog... If you're running and you're not looking in the direction you're going, I don't have that much sympathy when you get hit by nah, something. but that's it, like, children and dogs can't... Like, uh, children up to a certain age, obviously, can't do the mathematics required for, like, the the volume of a car and the speed it's moving and the mass and the trajectory and the speed. And, like, it's just not in their capacity to process it. So uh. you can't go, oh, that dumb dog running towards a road where there's cars where it's going to get hit. It doesn't know mm. what it's going to be like when that happens. Mm. Well, it then it's poorly trained. Like, how, how, are you ta- how, are you, how are you trusting your dog with someone else to take out a walk... That if if you've it shouldn't have been off the lead. Aye, there you go. Where we are. Aye, aye, that's what I mean. And if it's off the lead, it gets hit by a car. I guess you. I guess you learned a lesson for your next dog. (laughs) (laughs) Aye, that's some negative reinforcement for the dog walker. Aye, fucking. Aye, anyway, back to the swimming. You're the only dad. Only dad in the pool of uh, mums, and I'm f- I'm absolutely fine with that. You know, that's not. Are well, you just mansplaining all the swimming stuff to them? <laughs> yeah, you Every are. time the swimming instructor said, "No, no, no," the instructor was a mad guy. <laughs> 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 so I was obviously like, "Ladies, ladies, listen, listen up." Um, no, he was he's 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 a bloke. I'm I'm obviously fine with mother mums. We go in. They've all got cute babies. <laughs> I like with babies. mums as if you wouldn't be. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. No, but I was saying to Cara, I was like, I guess there would be some other people there where that would be their fucking worst nightmare of you know, oh god, you know, it's just me in a pool of other women. I'm the only fucking dad. Whereas I'm like, makes zero difference yeah. to my life. I've been. It's strange. Why? Why? Like? Why were like that? As a, you know, as a, when I was a kid, I went to this birthday party. And um, it was the last from school, and I went, and I was the only boy there in the whole birthday party. Aye, and it makes you feel weird. And I was fucking mortified. I was really embarrassed. Aye. And, like, I don't know why. Like, why is that a thing? Is that just... Um, well, I think it's because... Ju- I, I, maybe it's probably from just the way we are in primary school with each other. Like, do, I mean, you guys didn't do fucking dancing at any point in school, oh, that, did you? that's fucking harrowing, what you were telling me about the Kaylee dancing lessons Aye. where you Boys on that side of the room, girls on that side of the room, and now go pick a partner, and you're like, this is, what is this? this is it. It's bad enough, right, when you're picking football team, and you're, like, pick, taking turns and picking people. Aye. And in, in our school as well, it was bullshit, because they always pick the ginger kids last regardless of skill. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally regardless of skill. Like, me and Martian would be sitting there at the end. The you st- and who? Stephen Martin, Martian. Right, okay. There at the end, he, he was class footballer. Aye. I was all right. He was mint. Those people, like, way <laughs> fat kids getting picked. <laughs> so fat's ranked above gingers in the... Jodie's cool. Um, is ginger just, like the worst thing you could be? Just guess and see. Uh, fat ginger. Fat, oh, okay. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> okay. Man, it's so bad. I'm like, why are we like this when we grow up? And I'm like, oh, because in school it was fucking brutal. Oh, yeah, really Because was. it was like law of the jungle. And now you're an adult and you've just literally learned how to fight to survive and degrade other humans to try and put yourself above them in value. And then they just release you into the world and go, okay, be a functioning member of society now. Don't hurt anyone. Oh, and kids are awful. Like you know, before yeah. they, b- 
before they develop empathy in their 30s. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, de- I developed empathy way late. I definitely got And my... I really missed my 20s when I was just carefree. <laughs> I, no, I was so careless that I didn't care about anyone. <laughs> and I got mm. by. Oh, I'm just taking other people into consideration all the time. And it takes so much energy. It sucks. That's why I turn it off every other game. <laughs> Just give myself uh, holidays from it. I think that's what a lot of British people use holidays for. They're like, God, I'm so polite at home. I tell you what, I'm going to go to Spain and be a fucking cunt. And be rude back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aye, Spain, you definitely did start it. So, is there more to add that you're in with the well, mums? Well, yeah, yeah. So, I'm in with the mums and we're swimming along. I'm talking to all the mums with the, the babies they've got. Man, we're comparing babies. They're telling me my baby's cute. I'm telling them their baby's cute. It's a great day. I dunk my son. He doesn't cry. I'm like, oh, my God, what a brave boy. Great, great, great. All fine. Occasionally, the guy's like, mums, just do this. And he goes, oh, sorry, mums and dads. And I'm like, man, I know. You just say mums. It's what mums are <laughs> Like, I'm not going, um, um, me, mums and... Mums, ah, no, just buddy, just say mums. I know, or parents. I don't care. It makes no difference to my life. Uh, that's an, um in the golf lessons I've been doing. There's a woman on the course, and uh, the guy has to keep checking himself on that. He's like, "All right, gentlemen and lady." <laughs> you're, yeah. like, you're like, "I, you, you, I know you've, I know you've recovered it because you said gentlemen first. Yeah, but it's just, just, just yeah, go, guys, 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 blokes. I use guys, lads as gen- lads as gender neutral as far as I'm concerned. I. Uh, I definitely use guys as gender neutral. Anyway, so he's, so he's doing that the entire time. I'm like, it's absolutely fine. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the only dad in the group of mums. And then uh, at the end, he was like, and I, I did. None of us asked for this. He's just like, okay, because it's unisex changing rooms. Because of course it is. It's a, it's a family swimming pool. And he goes, okay, uh, ladies, just remember, just because mums, just because uh, just because it's unisex doesn't mean dad over here wants to see everything. And I'm like, do not. I can't get involved in any of this banter. Like I'm, I'm holding the baby, and I'm not picking up your shit chat at this point. Like I'm not. Like that's a bet you can throw it in my direction. I'm not fucking touching me. Making me look like some kind of peeping tom. (laughs) No, no, not even my baby. I'm just, I'm just here to buy in. No, no, I think he was trying to do. I think what he was trying to do was he was trying to be like, okay, it's the other way around. So it's you know, yeah. So he's like, I'm trying to make them feel more comfortable. But I think it all came from like a good place. But just. No, just don't mention it. Uh, if if he's like, oh, ladies, I know it's a um, what, is, what was the word again? Unisex. It? I know it's a unisex changing room, uh, but there's no need to show him everything. And you were just like fucking angry. I'm going, you cock blocking motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. eh, what? Eh? All right, well, I'll just I'll just get his mum in to change him then. Since there's nothing uh, in this for me. I was about to say eight new tits. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping it's an even number. <laughs> Bit of strange. Um, I wasn't. You know, just when somebody just it's somebody handing you, and again, he didn't mean it in a bad way. And you know what? It, I guess it broke tension because the rest of us all just looked at each other like, oh, oh, like the referee from the comics boxing. Oh, you didn't didn't have that, did you? No, no. He fucking he made because he's he's um I, I I don't know if he is Muslim or not, but he's um. He's called Muhammad, mm-hmm. right? Well, okay. <laughs> There's a chance. There's a strong chance. <laughs> There's a chance. And um, he was giving him a little debrief uh, before we um done the boxing, and then he made, like, a Taliban joke about himself. Okay. 
So and, it's and a, like a bunch of comedians, and the joke wasn't strong enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it just made me all go, oh, you really feel like you need to do that to make me feel included. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I'm really sorry that you felt that way, but also I can't laugh at that because <laughs> yeah. like, I'm a professional at this, and it's not good. Uh, like that's the thing when see when see when somebody's trying to have fucking banter with you, and it's shite, and I'm like, I can't, man. I'm a pro. I, ca- I can't laugh at your shit bit because uh, if other people see me laughing at your shit bit. I feel like my stock goes down. <laughs> like, like it'd be, it'd I've got be, such a high a threshold, and then they listen to this podcast and go, "No, you do not." It'd be like going to Somalia's house and finding out they fucking drink, like you know, uh, not Jacob's Creek. Was the other shite one? I know exactly what you're talking about. Come on, they're screaming it at the podcast. Oh, like all the women. What is it? Aye, uh, it's not Jacob's Creek. It's the other one. Oh, I need to do a thing as well. Uh, you asked me what ch- uh, programmes were good on Channel 4, and I said Panorama, and it's BBC. Oh. So that'll be really cathartic for a lot of people. I just said, recorrect that. There you go. Because they would have been there going, it's fucking... I was thinking of dispatches, Daniel. Uh, Jacob's Creek. Echo Falls. Echo Falls. There it is. Aye. If, you're, if, you, if you went around to a Somalia's house, uh, uh, is that again. the word? It's Somalian. It's a Somali... No, a Somali A. What's a sommelier? The f- wine experts. Okay. Well, I mean, you've thrown me off now. <laughs> okay, you go for it. No, no. Is it? I don't know. It's the first I've heard of it. I thought you were saying Somalian. I really think you, of all people, should know this with the nice place that your wife makes you take her to. <laughs> what, when we go to Stellenbosch? Stellen what? Stellenbosch. And it's, um, they've got their own uh, blend of wine called Pinotage. A wine waiter, yes, I am correct. You are right. Yeah, not sommelier. Ah, sommelier. So you give a sommelier some Falls. No, no. If you were to be in a uh, sommelier's house and you find out that's what they fucking drank, you'd be like, I don't really trust your opinion on wine anymore. Like you've clearly just learned what to say about these bottles because your personal choices. It's like if there was no, but maybe it's like a, a cleaner's house is never tidy. It might be like that. It might just be like drinking all this nice wine all day and they just want something that can sink for like six quid. Well, so it's just like you and me coming home from a really good gig and just fucking sticking on some Peter K or something. Uh, so, I mean, it's come full circle. That's what we're talking about, right. laughing at people's jokes that aren't funny. Oh, well, so <laughs> treat, yeah. Treat yourself to some shit banner. <laughs> um, aye, it's just, you know, you, you know your problem with, uh, you know, a limp handshake. Aye. That's often what it's like for me if it's a... And don't get me wrong... I have definitely handed people very, very shite, very floppy handshakes of bits. Mm. But thankfully, because I'm in the company of comedians all the time, it gets... Uh, it gets uh, somebody tags it, taglines uh, it, or takes the piss out of you for it being bad, which yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. do if a passing stranger that you cannot, tries to have fun nah, with you. You've just got to politely laugh and... Ooh. What the fuck was that? I found it uh, very funny what uh, what you were doing in the... Because we, t- we turned up drunk to the Reykjavik gig. Mm-hmm. And... Um, because, I mean, we just got loaded on the flight. Oh, I remember on the flight. Remember that guy giving it the beans? Oh, yeah. Aye. And he was like, me and you were both talking, but he took it like upon himself to like look past me at you. Yeah. And I and just kept looking at me. And to the point where I was like, I was like man, if this kind of looks at me one more time, I'm going to flip my lid here. Because he, he just w- just stared in. And I'm yeah. like, is he a fan? Like, what's... I definitely... He, he definitely like, wasn't a fan. He, 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 like, he was mean mugging. Aye. But he was like... He's an old, older dude, maybe he's what, 50s? Yeah, late um, 50s. Like quite well dressed and all that, right? And he's, a, he's in business class and we were chatting about the Wheel of Time because we, like, we'd been just reading my books or whatever and then my uh-huh. food came, took my headphones off, started uh-huh. chatting and he was telling us about the 
where you up doing the book and trying to recap me on where I'm up to so I can get back into it. It was just fucking proper wholesome conversation. Aye. It's not like we were rowing about football. No. Right? And he just kept like looking past me at you. And I was like, he was, ca- it was catching my eye. And he was like, if he fucking looks at me one more time. And then he was just like, could you just uh, be a bit quieter, please? And I was like, do you want me headphones? It's like, hey, you not got any headphones. <laughs> and the fact is, it was like, everybody on the flight was chatting. It wasn't like, it, oh, was yeah, a, yeah. it wasn't like the fucking lights were dimmed down and it was like three o'clock in the morning and everyone's trying to get some sleep before the land. Oh, it was an afternoon flight. And it was like a 12 o'clock flight, like between Reykjavik people and People just having a conversation, Every, people behind him having a conversation. Aye. And I'm like, don't get me wrong, my voice definitely carries. But also, if it was carrying, I feel like there'd be other people on the flight, mainly <laughs> the people fucking behind us. Like the people that, got, that are the closest to us that uh, are complaining about it, so we declined his offer. Uh, we just, cause we, we, uh, we just said no. Uh, he was like, "Nah, I'm alright. Nah. I'm, I'm good at this volume. Yeah, like, this is this is how I talk." It's like there's kind of like a cacophony of noise from the plane itself that we're trying to be heard over within what we're bubble. And, and you and do it, have headphones. I can see <laughs> you've got you, headphones you, in. You so put, just because I, I offered him mine at first, I was like, "Yeah, I have these if you want." Yeah. And he was like, "You've got some, you daft cunt. What are you doing?" Uh, um, so he tried to give it. Uh, Do you know what I saw it as? What? Because he wasn't to know that you're actually well to do. Uh-huh. You and your trackies and that. Aye. It was absolute classism. Oh, you think? Because the women behind us talking, right? They were equally as loud because we could hear them Aye. and they're behind were right. But he would have looked at them and go, oh, they're meant to be in business. Aye. You know, they, looked, they looked at us and went, they are imposters. And he fucking hated that way in my trackies while having the same experience as him. So we should have battered him. Oh, no, that would have proven his point. Aye. Aye, no, it was just... I we should have proved his point. <laughs> <laughs> we should have fucking took him and put him in economy. Uh, well, also, this is... Oh, no, this is an important fucking bit of the story. So we didn't fly directly to Reykjavik. We flew from Edinburgh to Stockholm, right? And we get off the plane, and we get a bus, as you do. Sometimes we get off fucking planes. And they drove us uh, to, like, this outdoor bit where we climbed up some stairs that joins onto the main terminal. And then we were all just stuck in this corridor for, like, ten minutes? There was a Chinese whisper in Swedish of, like, can somebody come up and open this door? The corridor door's locked. And, like, it rumbled past me. I saw the people at the top of the stairs chatting to the people behind, and it just gets past me and gets to the guy who's at the bus, who's dropped off. Oh, no, no, but this... No, 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 that wasn't even the original bus. That wasn't the bus guy that dropped us off. That was a new bus guy. That was the second bus behind us. Yeah, yeah, so the second bus comes along, They're like, and this guy's like, how the fuck there is a queue there? The the Chinese whisper... Sorry, the Swedish whisper has gone back to this point, and they're going... You, this is like we're, we're all fucking trapped in here so after 10 minutes this guy comes up swipes his card types in a couple of buttons lets us through into the main terminal building and we'll, we catch our connecting flight like to Iceland we'll talk about Iceland in a, in a second cut to us flying back from uh, Sweden yesterday so, so just to, to paint the picture properly, we're through to Reykjavik via Stockholm. Mm-hmm. Right, we're in Reykjavik, do a gig, and then fly back to Stockholm to do a gig. Enter the country from from Iceland. From so, Iceland. It's, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's an internal, both in the AU. Yeah, and then uh, and then uh, we fly from the UK. Sorry, from Stockholm to Edinburgh yesterday. And at customs, like the guy's looking at our passport and he's looking at it for fucking ages to the point where it's getting annoying. Where it's like, right, are you bad at your job? Like, what's going on? Like. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, "Where's your entry stamp?" And we're like, "Well, I was like, what do you, what do you mean?" He goes, "You've got no entry stamp into the country." And I'm like, "Well, I'm here, Aye. so uh, you <laughs> like, 
Like, you hear, hello, hi, hi, here uh, we are. Uh, you know what? I pulled pull vaulted over the border. Yeah, I snuck in. Oh, you got me. I'm a fucking idiot. I, I just thought I'd sneak into the country, but I thought I'd leave officially on the way out. Some, There's been a fuck up. It's There's no way it's my fault. There's yeah. not a chance. We're showing him our boarding passes. Yeah. We're just like, look, we flew on these flights. And he, he makes a phone call. Yeah, uh, and he starts talking Swedish, and it lasts for like it's for a good fucking five minutes. And the guy's like, "Okay, I'm really sorry, but the flight you came in on, were you tra- trapped in a corridor for ten minutes?" We were like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, we were." He was like, "Right, that guy who let you through." No longer works at the airport uh, and, and will and never work and at any airport and it's been ever again. <laughs> like, it's like it's the biggest crime you can commit as a because well, he, yeah. let, he lets he let a bunch of immigrants into the country without getting checked. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> the point uh, they must have I think they must have dropped us off either not at the correct bit, right? They yeah. clearly thought we were an internal European flight, so they dropped us off at the bit where they are and you don't need to go past any border yeah. control. You know, Brexit teething problems, we'll call it. Because yeah, that would have been the door to drop off for a couple Originally, of months back. Originally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, or, alternatively, like, because there was many, like, routes, maybe we just, maybe just, we ended up at the wrong fucking door. And this poor second cunt turns up, and it just sees a room full of people locked in. Like I, yeah. I still can't work out exactly whose Who, fault, whose it, was, fault it was, but it certainly wasn't mine. Nah, but someone's in deep trouble. And also, we were told off the guy. He was like, "You might get questioned every single time you go through immigration because you've got an exit stamp without an entry stamp oh, on yeah. one of your visits." And I actually went through me all, all the stamps in my passport, and they do come in pairs. And you know when you see them like flicking through the pages, I thought oh. they were just looking for a blank page to stamp. Aye. But they're just checking that you're all above board. You haven't been fucking. Aye. Well, so yeah, we've got to. We now have to have a folder on our phone. <laughs> Aye, with, with the boarding passes on. Yeah. So um, then every time this fucking comes up, they have to phone the Swedish border control, and there's a file. And, the, and then the good thing about it is, when when he made that phone call, it looked like it was a famous case. Like it looked like, oh yeah, like we've all been talking about this. This yeah, is yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you're one of those guys that was on that flight. Well, it should be easier because as long as we've got the. The board, it's there. It's the board and pass number. It's it? just another thing to slow it down, oh. especially if we're connecting. Especially for a fucking jobs worth. Only jobs worths are going to catch uh, that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm thinking, like, if you're going to America, which we are going to be going to America even, like, for your stag, like, uh, that that's going to be, like, in a room trying to explain that away. Aye. Well, I mean, I don't think you have to just go, the file's there. Like, it's aye. that flight. I know exactly what the problem is there. Yeah. Look it up. Do your job. Yep. Uh, so we're flying. We finally get into uh, Iceland. Uh, we had a couple of drinks on the flight, but a couple of me. Oh, and then also, like, I didn't want to drink that much on the flight. But the second he was like, "Can you quiet down?" I was like, "I'm getting drunk now." Uh, and, right. it, and also, um, what, <laughs> I'm making a scene. I'll show you a the, fucking. The scene. flight attendant was like proper into a banter. He loved it. He was like, he was trying to make, we tried different gins and he was like... Yeah, he was like, you've got to try this one, this one changes colour, this is an Icelandic one that we have. And he, oh, to be fair, he was chatting with fucking everyone. This uh, was a daytime flight. Like, yeah. everyone on this flight was talking. And then, um, uh, and then he was like, topping my red wine up with my meal. Aye. You were telling a story about me being too drunk in Iceland at the start, I did something. Oh, shit, yeah, what was that? So we'll get off the flight. I'm just leading you into... Fuck, we've, we've, we need to excavate this. Oh, no, we don't. We can pause it and excavate it, but I'm not putting people through that. <laughs> okay, okay. So let's just uh, let's just keep going and see if it comes back. Or let's go through... Uh... Right, so we finally get to uh, Iceland. We're staying uh, there with uh, um, our promoter out there. Uh, is a lovely man called uh, Barang, who massively into food. 
huge foodie, but like a good foodie. Like the way he does it is, you know, he could take you to a two Michelin star restaurant and you'll have like the best fish you've ever eaten in your life. Or if it's one in the morning, you can be like, I'm starving. Where's the best kebab? And he's like, okay, it's six minutes this way. Like, on yeah. either end of the spectrum, he enjoys food across the so board. So you can find you some good street food that does, like, yeah. a really good kebab that's, like, a hidden gem and it's locally known, but it's not, like, world-renowned. Which, to me, is what a real foodie is, where, where there's no snobbery in it. There's mm. no, like, you don't look down at different types of food because you're like, oh, that's what the working class eat. And you just go, man, working class food is some of the best fucking food. You've just got to make sure you find the people that make it correctly. Yeah. And put, like, the, the right amount of effort into it and not, you know, make and, it... And uh, he knows he knows what you will and won't eat. Mm-hmm. He knows that I'll eat anything, and he's just happy to just take the menus off and order the right amount of food. Mm-hmm. He's just like, are you just happy for the way it comes? And then he'll he'll like fucking do all the conversation with the waiter, so that it takes all the decision fatigue away from you. Aye, you just aye. get a belt of feed, and you end up trying some weird shit. Mm-hmm. We had some cow tongue, yeah, which was. It was that was at a Szechuan place. It was so that, that that was mainly about the the, um, the tongue numbing flavor of it. Like it actually like made your tongue go a bit numb. Mm. And then you followed it with that. Can you remember what it was called? It was like that kind of miniature wine glass shot. Oh yeah, the fucking weird. I, I don't know what. No, I, I could. I, you could even say the name of it in front of me. Nah, yeah, he said it a couple of times, and I was like, nah, I'm gonna need to drill that to be yeah, able to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not. You know, yeah. It's like when you ask someone for directions, and your brain just goes, no, la 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 la, and you just you, miss it. You know, what's quite funny as well. He says to me, "Have you had Szechuan peppers before?" And I was like, "Oh, we've got like supermarket Szechuan sauce in the house for um yeah. for like hot sauce, um, but like not no. The answer's no." Right, and then I get back home and I found the sriracha sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid cunt. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> so I just lied to him. Did I tell you? But the, so we went to the, we we went to, <laughs> went to a Michelin star restaurant in a in Reykjavik. Then the next day in a Stockholm, we also went to another one there. Uh, both times I'm in my trackies, and then for the one yesterday before we went, he was like. Uh, just, uh, I think it would be wise if we wear jeans to this next place. And I'm like, oh, God, I keep forgetting you take me to nice places and I dress like a wanker. <laughs> because, you know, I'm a, a mad travel gear. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm in comfies whenever uh, I can be in comfies. And you know what? You spend so much time sitting, right? Like, well, that's sitting in the back of the car, sitting in the uh, in the aeroplane, sitting in the restaurant. Sitting backstage. You, sit, you spend so much time sitting that, like, your belt starts to leave, like, a little imprint on the overhang bit of your belly. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, ah, oh, that little... Gives you, gives you an extra <laughs> wee belly dimple. You're like, ow, <laughs> this one's not natural. Ow. I don't want to pierce my own belly button by the end of the day, so I spend my day in joggies. It was in a Stockholm where we uh, met a taxi driver who I hope is dead right now. Right. He did the most so this unforgivable... I've never, and if you've listened to this podcast for for a while, you know the very strong opinions I have on taxi etiquette and taxi driver etiquette and what the relationship is this, with the amount of communication that's allowed to happen between this is before an employer mani- and an employee. Before we managed to put any context to it, um, we were sat in the back and all we just heard was, mm. Mm. Oh, and I'm like, mm. 
Like is is there something on this cunt's foot? Like is, is he is he like is he watching porn like down the fucking side, just in the footwell with his fucking left hands, just like sneaking? He's like, what's going on there? And before we got in the car, he was uh, he was talking to someone um, uh, on the phone, and then we got in the car, and I saw like, that he, chat, he chatted to Barang. Yeah. But it was all in Swedish, so like there was no differentiation between him going, "Oh, two seconds, mate. I'm just, uh, I've got a fair. I'll call you back in a second. Yeah, uh, and then spoke. Where are you going? So he had the earpiece on, and that was just his like, uh huh, okay, yep, mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. But okay. his version of it was, uh, mm. 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 oh, unforgivable, <laughs> unforgivable. I tell you right now, if I for whatever reason had cheese wire on me. If I'd been able to get my fucking shoelaces off quick enough, I would have strangled him and I would have happily let us both die. Um, you know that bit in uh, Dark Knight, <laughs> Dark Knight where uh, Harvey Dent's in the, like behind the fucking, ta- uh, oh, he's with um, whatever the gangster's name is in the car and he flips the coin and he goes, all right, heads, you get to live. But what about your friend here? And then shoots the fucking driver after putting his own seatbelt on. That's what I wanted to do with this guy. Like, let's, I will kill everyone in this car as long <laughs> as you are. That's unforgivable. <laughs> Me and Brang are just collateral damage. Yeah, uh, you had to go. There's no way you wanted to live with that memory. Yeah. Oh. oh. That was the so, um, I, we were like, even audibly you, getting like annoyed at it. Yeah. And then, I mean, we just took one advice and put our headphones on. We did. Oh, I mean, okay. <laughs> this is like, what the fuck was that? Hi, though? honey. So, is that you just got, uh, um, is that just somebody getting in your car now? Mm. And uh, do, do, do you think it's going to be like a, a long shift for you today? Mm. Well, it's just because I've, uh, I've made. Um, I've made some stew, some chicken stew, uh, for when you get back. I know that's your, I know that's your favourite. Do you want me to, mm. do you want me to save you some? Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> do you want some crusty bread with it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you would. Okay. Uh, do you want me to, do you want me to put your, you want me to put your daughter on the phone? Do you want to say uh, hi? Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Dad, is that you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I drew, I drew. You. <laughs> Harder. It's unforgivable. <laughs> you cannot say yes like that. That's right. That's you know what? It's actually worse than the alternative. And the alternative is during actual sex to just go uh-huh. yes. Yep. Oh. Mm, yeah. Uh huh. Aye. Oh. I go on then. You sure? Sure. <laughs> Why not? All right. Call uh, me back. You sure? <laughs> is that you finished? I. Ah uh, yeah 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 me and I. <laughs> just a, a, a quick transaction phone call as your sex talk. I mean, I won't take a minute here, love. I right, no worries. Okay. <laughs> See you next time. Yep. Love you too. Again, you seen the time. <laughs> um. So you're now Michelin stars. Mm-hmm. Is it the same company that does the tires for like? Car? Yes, it is. Yes. How are them two worlds? So originally in America, uh, there was the. Uh, Is it like the Perrier? N- yeah, it's kind of like the other Foster's Comedy Award, like the. Yes, Perrier started the award uh, for the, co- and then it became the award the itself. The Coca Cola Cup. Aye, and it went on. 
I, I'm pretty sure Michelin used to have a roadmap that they would give out, like at any other stores of America, and there would be their starred restaurants on the road, and they would obviously be popular ones. And so they'd use it like the, tra- the travel link. Yeah, you can yeah. be a food tourist and drive, and we'll get you there with these um, wheels. Eighty percent certain that that's how it sort of started, and then there was like companies that were oh, because then it was about. Okay, I want I want to be on the next map because obviously there's a roadmap that everyone uses because this is before sat nav. So you'd talk to the Michelin people who were yeah, and be like, "Oh, can you make sure that we're one of the stars in the map?" And then that's when the sort they, of they they start getting they start getting really full of their cell gang. Well, if we can come and you can give her a nice meal and we'll aye. judge you like aye. So then. Um, I like, and I'm I'm fairly confident in that story because I don't know why else it would be in my head. I feel like I've watched a documentary stoned on it, mm. and that's why. Like whether it was fucking Anthony Bourdain or one of the chefs table ones, I feel I feel like that's. I reckon like Dunlop should do it for like more affordable ones. I just uh, the Dunlop. This is a Dunlop star restaurant. <laughs> like, oh, okay. it's, like, it's like the Bellator. <laughs> <laughs> Like some, some Michelin star chefs drop down there and just stop giving a shit. Like they used to work in really fine dining places in Paris and they're like, and now I do fried chicken and jambalaya. He's like, okay, I hope it's good. It bags a bunch. Uh, two Dun- Dunlop triangles. <laughs> can't, you, can't you use the stars? We've got sued. <laughs> So I think it's like so yeah the about Michelin you can be a Michelin starred chef and what that means is like you've caused a restaurant to get a star but this restaurant will never lose that star even if you the chef fuck off because uh, I I've been in ones where it's been like Michelin star 20, 2019 or whatever yeah, yeah that yeah. means it got its rating that year yeah yeah and but like do you have to maintain it like can you have like we don't know the answers to this, do don't, we? No, don't, no, no, because again, the only time, please do not, please understand, the only time we're ever eating at Michelin star restaurants is when somebody drags us there in our trackies. <laughs> <laughs> I've never booked one. Of, we're just very, very lucky, and we clearly don't know how to do I, fucking... I find it so funny when I'm there, because, like, I mean, just that last three... We've, we've just done food tourism, especially, essentially what we've done with a couple of gigs in the mix, right? Uh, and we went to three either Michelin stars or previously given Michelin stars restaurants in a row, and... I still remember quite vividly days when I had to go into the go into the bank and ask for me seven pound because you can't get that amount out at the cash point. <laughs> you know, I remember like most months, right? Aye. When I most months before the end of the month before payday, I'd just pretend I was on a health kick and cycle to work because <laughs> I had the petrol Aye. and I was waiting on payday. Aye. And like I remember them days, even though they were quite a while ago now. I remember them, and every time I'm just there, like, dude, mind if I do <laughs> Michelin star restaurant? Aye. I give them fucking posh cuts, the stink eye in business, and just say, aye, that wasn't that far away. That I've got like, I've got some really good perspective for enjoying them moments. Well, it's what it what it's what makes me try food that I've never tried before. Because when you're when we're in those restaurants, I'm like, I have to try this just because everyone else is right and I don't belong here. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, if I don't eat every fucking weird thing in front of me because, like, I'm like, I don't like lettuce. Yeah. Like, or, um, oh, yuck, that's a bit of the animal. I just feel like I've got to eat it. Otherwise, they're going to drag me out with my fucking waistband. Uh, do, <laughs> do like, you, Are these towel issues? No. Do, do you ever get, um, do you ever suffer from imposter syndrome yeah. at any point in your life? Do you? Do you, like, do you let it sink in though? No, it, no, I, 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 no. Whenever it, whenever it pops up, I go, that's a, 
you know, that what we talked about last episode, like that's an intrusive thought where I'm like, there's no ground for that to be Aye. true. You know, um, I think the best the best way to deal with imposter syndrome is that there's a there's a line in an Eminem track from the Kamikaze album and it's fall when he was like, um He's like, come in and thrust my pelvic uh, bone, use your telephone, put my feet up, tell you to pass the remote control, I belong here. Right. And it's just like, the whole picture that he paints, I got the lyrics fuck, fucked up, like, right. um, but the whole picture that he paints is, I've come into your house, I'm putting my feet up, pass the remote. Aye. Like, this is my house now. Aye. Like, and I just fucking love that attitude, because you're like... Uh, you, if you feel like you've got a, if you feel like you're an imposter, you know how you should be, feel bad. The person whose nest you're in, not you. Aye, aye, they, <laughs> like, they let you stay. I just can't. Right, if I'm an imposter, it's not on me. I'm not the one that's been imposed upon. If I was, I'd deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like imposter syndrome's more the fact that you're like, okay, I'm part of this group where everyone else is very good at this thing, and mm. for some reason, I've snuck into the ranks of it. Aye, I don't get me wrong. Like it's a, a horrible thing. I've got friends that suffer from it who do not deserve it at all. You know, I occasionally get it and I'll get it out of my head as quickly as possible. But you do see people and they're like, "I've got imposter syndrome," and you go, "Oh, good, okay, yeah. <laughs> right, uh, okay." Do so you have imposter syndrome or are you self-aware? <laughs> and that's what make people with imposter syndrome feel way worse. Because <laughs> <laughs> they go, "Oh, maybe I don't have imposter syndrome." <laughs> no, because be like, "Oh God, maybe I do." They're just, you know. Maybe I'm not part of the first example. Maybe I am just the second example. And, and you'll never know. The only thing to do is fucking bluff your way through it. Uh, just meet it with arrogance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I belong here. I mean, that is literally how I dealt with imposter syndrome for the uh, first five years of my career was, you know, this is what Conor McGregor did, just shout louder than everyone else until you belong. Uh, and it's, it's one of them things where, like, what advice would you give somebody else? Just give that to yourself. The advice you'd like, you know, say if fucking if Mark Nelson started saying, he would be like, what? You're one of the fucking best in the business. Aye. You're fucking amazing at this. Why would you? They should have imposter syndrome for being in your company. And you give, you'd give your friend that advice. Aye. Give that to yourself, be your own mate. Well, see, my therapist is occasionally brought that up where she'll go, you know, if you ever find yourself talking to yourself in certain ways, would you let your friends. Would you let your friends talk about themselves that way? Or would you let your friends talk about your other friends that way? The answer is obviously no. So you stop that. And I'm like, well, that's a really good example. Except, would I let my friends talk about themselves that way? Probably not. Would I let my friends talk about my other friends that way? If I'm joining in on the bullying, yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. I would. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Can I talk to them like that? <laughs> <laughs> Every single time. And I think that's what happens in my brain is occasionally when I'm being mean to myself, the other part of my brain goes, this is class, get him. <laughs> uh, the, the thing I had as well, um, you know, if you do something stupid and you're just like, uh, I'm sure I've spoken about it before, and you're like, oh, why have I done that? Like, what uh-huh. a dick, why have I done that? I over-exaggerate that till it becomes a joke. Where you're like, I, I'll, I'll, like I'll be trying to get ice cubes out and I'll fucking spaff it and I'll get an aloe with a floor, right? uh-huh. And I'll just go like, why am I like this? Oh, you're such an asshole, Kai. <laughs> like, it, it's become... Oh, mine's is, mine's is genuine, man. When I lose, I've, we spoke with this on the last podcast, but when I lose something... Within five feet of myself, nothing makes me hate myself more in this world. Uh, Worse than biting my cheeks. No uh, way. But just, but just like turn it into turn turn the feeling you have towards yourself into like into just a hyperbole joke, and it totally it totally diffuses the whole thing in your own thoughts. To just be like, oh, why am I like this? I'm always doing this. (laughs) Bad as myself. Fuck. I like to, well, we do that occasionally. Me and Colin do that whenever we're um, 
playing FIFA together and one of us misses a shot before the other person can be like, you're a fucking idiot for missing that. You just pretend to, you know, hit yourself and stuff. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> Dude, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to be someone else. <laughs> what is Kai the science guy? Yeah, let's do a little jingle for us. Like, it's a section. Um, just because that I, I, we wrote a couple of things that we might need to bring up on the thing, and I just wrote Kai the Science Guy. Aye, and your dad's FP page. Right. So I went to. Right, let's do dad's uh, Facebook. Your dad Facebook page. Yes. It's not about your dad. It's about. Can you remember when we, before we even started doing dad jokes on the podcast? Yes. We started texting each other about like, like, like I hold your dad's hand when I take him to school. Yeah. And stuff like Aye. that. Right. Let's just like basic, really like one line ones, and we've done them back and forth. And I screen capped a bunch of a bunch of them, and I opened a Facebook page called Your Dad. Yeah. Right, and like. I just dropped them in. Like, since then, there's been fucking one million and one, like, your dad's a liability type pages Aye. that have happened. So it's pointless going back to it because, like, we'd look like the fucking... Aye. Anyway, so I just I just let the page die, right? But loads of people keep tagging it in uh, commemorations. <laughs> 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 loads of people are just like, I'm so sorry to hear the sad news. Uh, I've known at your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with them, and they, and then like the hyperlink, just the, the uh, page where maybe you've screen capped our messages from 2016. Oh god! And I don't know if it's just people that follow it when they start typing your dad. It like just prompts them and yeah. suggests them to tag it because they've wrote it. Um, every week I'm tagged in obituaries. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So well. that's that's happened for years, and I've never brought it up. And I was just like, I can't believe I've never I've not even told anyone about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a part of my like weekly life, but I'm just now, I'm just always just like, oh well, I hope they're okay. <laughs> R.I.P. I guess. <laughs> R.I.P. them and R.I.P. my mentions. Am I right? <laughs> Thanks for promoting my page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go underneath. Hi, sorry for your loss, but thank you so much for your custom. Uh, um, Kai the science guy. Um, it's a, I've been reading new science scientist magazine. Oh, I, I I occasionally go through phases every three years where I'm like I'm smart enough for this, and then after two issues I'm like I'm not. Well, what it was is when I'm walking Peggy. There's this point in the woods where there's like this kind of uh, tree's been uh, chopped down, but they've turned the stump into like a seat, mm-hmm. and I just like I like to have a sit there and let Peggy just run around and play with the leaves and just do her own thing, and I can just read a little bit of me on my phone, mm. and then instead of like texting, I just decided I'd read a couple of articles from New Scientist magazine. And then I was like, oh, we're going to have a section on the podcast that's like, you could do like a little jingle, like, it's Kai, the science guy, and put it on a button, and I'll tell you what I've learned. Right. So do a little jingle. No. <laughs> You've just done it. <laughs> and that could be it from now on. The saddest thing, you can you can sing in your own theme tune every week. It's Kai, Kai, the science guy, boom, boom. Um, there's two blobs uh, floating around under the crust of the earth. The size of a continent each. Mm-hmm. One's under the Pacific Ocean, and one is under Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, they're a different consistency to the rest of the Earth's mantle. And um, they're trying to figure out what it is. You obviously kind of can do and have a look with a scuba diver, can you? <laughs> the no. molten lava, like just fucking swan dive doing a volcano and going, "Oh, yeah, it's just." Uh, that's why we need superheroes. It's plastic. So <laughs> <laughs> all the plastics gathering. It's, too, it's just lots of big farts. It's two big farts, just uh, big air pockets. 
Um, it's actually helium. That's how the Earth floats. Do you yeah. never wonder that? You stupid idiots. <laughs> and that would sink. Yeah, obviously we'd fall through space. You'd have cancer. It's helium. That's what it means we float in space. <laughs> Jesus Christ. New scientist. Uh, Learn the old science, you fucking thick twat. Uh, absolutely fucking hell. So... It's helium. Uh, they're trying to they're trying to figure out like it's hard it's hard at all to sound the one underneath the Pacific. There's really big blind spots in the earth uh, underneath the oceans. Mm-hmm. It's easier to date from the land, mm-hmm. turns out. But they've covered that like um, the way it's, uh, the other, like nickel. The, the majority of the Earth's mantle is nickel, and that's flown kind of around this these massive continents of mm-hmm. of mass that they believe to be maybe iron. But they've just melted at different temperatures, so they say stay separate like a lava lamp. Mm-hmm. And um, the theory is, the working theory that they're going with, is, you know, when the moon was created, we were hit by a Mars-sized asteroid that they've named Thea, and it's, it ended up, like, splitting off, and obviously massive cataclysm, and um, created the moon, which is just a bit of debris from Thea that mm-hmm. floats around with. And they reckon, like, two clumps of that are just stuck under the Earth's crust. And they've just melted and just... Just big bits of metal. Big bits of metal. Rock just fucking melted together, just floating around at a different consistency. Is it, and is it, is it, does that mean we're going to get, like, iron volcanoes? Cause, I, I think... Because that I would think, be a real... Because fucking, imagine that, Pompeii. Hi. Like, if the, if the iron comes out, if iron comes out of a fucking, that's, for, that's a pretty fucking, and pardon the pun, pretty metal way to die. Aye. Right, it's like a fucking iron or steel on a way to... Wouldn't be steel, obviously. Steel's a, um, steel's a, a um, compound, a mixture. Yeah, mixture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The less, <laughs> let's go for the less scientific term. I think it's a co- now. There's a difference between a compound and a mixture. Is there? You put salt and water. That's a mixture. Aye, but right. no, but it's I a think mixture. It's an alloy. I think it's a mixture between of. two compounds. I think I'm pretty sure that's an alloy, isn't that? Steel's an alloy. That's what I'm looking for. Hi, the science guy. <laughs> so, aye, so not a compound and not a mixture at all. <laughs> So um, what I thought we'd do is a section to keep me reading the new scientists is come in every time have a section called Kyle the Science Guy where I tell you something dead interesting that you can make little riffs off like, oh, it's helium. Oh, okay, aye. And then at the end you can get basic science wrong and, we can, and then we can question the factual accuracy of the entire previous segment. Aye, that's, that is exactly the point. <laughs> <laughs> that is what this is. Gotcha. Um what if it's um, the Earth's an egg and they've only spotted them now because, like, the fetus is getting bigger and oh. we're having twins? Well, I mean, that's... And the Earth's been impregnated. But with what? The meteor that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah, but, what is, yeah, but what's that fetus of? Um, a baby planet. <laughs> right, what's it? A, a moon. <laughs> it is the moon! <laughs> Come back full circle. I don't know. Often, well, I mean... What 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 would knowing what it is do? Can we utilize the information, or is it one of those things where science is like, we learned this thing, and you're like, what does that mean? They're like, we don't know, and you're like, all right, yeah. thanks. Uh, how much, you know, and not to be that guy that's like, how much did that cost? But you couldn't have done, you know. Uh, why, do we do we need to know that? It's like uh, pointless technology. Is like this is the, <laughs> it's such a great technology, but in the thirty years that it's been around. 
there's been no solid use for it. But you know, like T-shirts that, like, if you put your hand on it and then take your hand away, it's changed colour from purple to green yeah. because of the heat. And you're like, oh, great. So now people know I've got sweat patches, <laughs> class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Normally, it was just, normally it was just light grey shirts that did it, but I'm so glad it can now happen in maroon and beige. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, they'll put it on cars and it'll just look stupid. And, like, you're just like, right, we've just created a belt of technology, but why did we do it? What, why is it not important? We did it. Okay. Well, do you not remember all those fucking videos that were on YouTube ages ago of the super, like the the spray that they would do, which would make any surface super hydrophobic, right? So hydrophobic, the water is like literally drops, goes off, none of it sticks to it, like it's just, yeah. it's just, and they'll put it on. The perfect example they'll do, they'll put it on like a the wing mirror of a car, something that regularly gets wet that you don't want to get wet because you need to see in it. And they did those, those videos went viral ten years ago, and there's still fucking rain. On my wing mirror. So do, does that stuff not work as good as before? Or do are people just like who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Like why is it why is it not being utilized? The technology is not ready. Well, I mean, it looked ready in the YouTube video. Yeah. And also put why, put that on umbrellas. Put that another thing. Put that on babies. Put them on their tongues. They'll never drown. Not be able to drink again though. That idea. Fucked it. The only flaw. Only flaw on that. <laughs> That's part. the only one. Yeah. Um, do you know what I heard? Uh, from Neil deGrasse Tyson when I was chatting him in the pub. Oh yeah, odd <laughs> odd way to pitch that already. My friend Neil deGrasse Tyson was saying to me, "You heard him on a podcast, I assume." Yes, right. Um, saying that if you shrunk the Earth down to the size of a snooker ball, everyone would die. <laughs> everyone would be tiny. Yeah, no, oh, okay. <laughs> everyone else would be way smaller or the same size, and we'd stand on the Earth and we'd all be dead. Uh, it would be smoother than a snooker ball. Aye, which is. But how? Because it's not... Like, surely, if it's getting battered by rocks and shit like yeah. that over the years, uh-huh. right? That makes it a bit clumpy, right? Yeah. But it's more like... But if you shrunk it right down, them, like, massive Grand Canyons and fucking Earth, like, the, the, the deepest part of the ocean, they're all so insignificant at that size. That's that super smooth. Yeah. Does that not mean, like, there has to be some kind of friction involved to polish it? To, to sand it, to make it such a perfect circle, does it not have to have some kind of, like, how is it, how's it getting, like... No, it's, no, 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 the, the whole point... of the friction whole point, space. No, 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 the whole point of the analogy is that we think these mountains are fucking massive, uh-huh. but if you were to, like, in, in comparative thickness to the earth, it's fuck all, it's literally nothing. Yeah. It's so nothing that if we were that size, it would feel smooth. That's what that means. Uh, but how did it get that smooth? It's not that it's if all <laughs> nobody does though because like size is so comparative. So if a giant swimming through the the space, this was like oh like a little golf ball, uh-huh. and then they're like oh my god this is so smooth how do you get like that? There's no friction in space, and like giant space aliens like got earth and we're all screaming in terror right? <laughs> the atmosphere is fucked. <laughs> like, like we're burning up. Like as soon as a, it's it's it's. Let's see tentacles. Yeah, um, like came through the atmosphere. Like it's it's a disaster for us. Yeah, right? yeah, but yeah. but for it, it's like, eh, how is it so fucking smooth? It's like I'm taking that home. But it's, and but put, it's put it in its top pocket it's and then swim back off through space. Right. And I kind of believe there's no friction in space to make that smooth. So like that means I'm not going anywhere when I'm swimming here. Because <laughs> if there was friction in space, I'd be able to swim through space. Right. Right, Kai the Science Guy is a really bad idea. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> We're keeping it. 
I'm a bad, I'm a bad ideas guy. Do you know that the first time they went up into uh, space, they didn't realise, none of the scientists worked out that because there's no oxygen there, right? The, you know when you weld things together, what you're doing is you're putting so much oxygen, oxygen you're making it super hot that they, you're basically ionising it and that's what joins the metal together, mm-hmm. right? That already naturally happens in space because there's no oxygen. So in space, two, you can just go two metals cold that are the same metal of each other and stick them together and they'll automatically be welded together. Oh, sweet. Right, and they had no idea until they were up in space for the first time and then the poor guy opened the fucking door, went outside, shut it behind them and then, and then they're like, okay, open it back up and they're like, it's welded shut. We're trying to. Oh my God. Hi. So this is great news because if either of us have any welding to do, uh-huh. what we'll do, right, we'll go into a room, say like this one, uh-huh. get Ryan Colton to come in, tell one of his jokes, suck all of the atmosphere out of the room <laughs> uh-huh. and then do the welding. Yeah, dead easy. Right, yeah, yeah. Kai the side Guy. He thinks he saved it. <laughs> he thinks he saved it. That's the jingle. <laughs> Someone put a beat to that bit. <laughs> um, do you have anything else to add? No, no. I was going to say we should have done your dad jokes, but we've not. I mean, we could pause it, we could, and then write some dad jokes, and then oh no, my phone's in the house, no, we can't. I guess I could just write them down. Should we just riff some? No, let's pause it for three minutes, and then and then do some dad jokes. Your dad jokes. It's the your dad joke section. Your dad, your dad. Jingles. We'll just get we're, jingles. Do, we're not getting jingles. Somebody out there has got to be good at making jingles. And they can go yeah, yeah, someone from the radios in the 60s. Hi, then you press the button, it'll be like, dad jokes, dad jokes, here's your dad jokes. Why would, they're not, we can just go into them. People understand the format of the show. Fine, fine, fine. If you want the production value to be crud. I've never said crud before, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> Take back everything. Uh, your dad's a tribute act for Fred Durst called Soggy Biscuit. <laughs> I give your dad a balloon for his birthday and he just floated off. I haven't seen him since he's assumed dead. Your dad saw a shooting star and wished his luck would change, but it turns out it was a crashing plane and it hit his favourite chip shop. <laughs> yeah. Your dad got put on detention for giving one of the dinner ladies a hickey. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad's farts give him PTSD from your mum's cooking. (laughs) He's just like, fuck me, love. (laughs) (laughs) Your dad plays the recorder in a death metal band. (laughs) Your dad's bad from the golf course because he turned up in Heelys. Your dad puts his car keys on the radiator so that when we're at swingers parties, I know to pull the warm ones out of the football. <laughs> Your dad cried when he held you for the first time because he's terrified of babies. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad's going to be crying on Arsenal TV tonight after the Newcastle match. <laughs> oh, the end. The end of the dad jokes. Dad, dad, dad jokes. Daddy, dad, dad, dad. <laughs> Germany, Germany, we're coming back to (laughs) Germany. We've got plenty of, uh, I'm pretty sure, Some. I know some of the dates are sold out and I know some of them are and I know I'm meant to know the dates that aren't sold out because those are the ones I should be telling you about. So why don't you go to the website and you work out for yourself. Um, uh, We're also in Prague and Zurich and Vienna, extra show Vienna. So get that in your head, get those tickets bought and we'll see you there. All right.
Bye.